Hey guys, welcome all you wiretappers. Gary Jenkins, retired Kansas City Intelligence Unit Detective here, back in the house again. Hey, I got a short story here for you again. Al Palato, he was a Chicago outfit crew leader, if you will, crew chief of the South Side crew. He was also big in the labor union racketeering. He was the head of Local 5 of the Labor's International Union. They liked to play golf. Now, he was out playing golf one nice warm July day back in, oh, when was that? Back in 1980-something, 30 years ago or so. Anyhow, Tony Spilatro, Tony Spilatro, Tony Spilatro was out in Las Vegas. Tony Accardo was running the uh, outfit at the time because they both were co-defendants on a labor racketeering charge. And like I said, he was out playing golf. He was playing with a one particular guy was Sam Gazzino. And there's Rudy Bamonte and Nick Fushi. Early in the mornings, 8 o'clock in the morning, they were just on the 8th tee at the Lincoln, Lincolnshire Country Club. It was 1981 is what it was. I just glanced up to see what it was. Anyhow, he had a great tee shot off that 8th tee, they say. And, and somebody jumped out behind a bush that was there and started shooting at him, shot him four or five times with a handgun and ran off. Well, he goes down with his golf partners, his supposed shot golf partners. These guys, I don't know if they, you know, teed up and played on through and left him back there, or they just ran off. They didn't call the police is the main point I'm trying to make here. They did not call the cops. Some neighbor lady heard the shots and called the police, and they came driving up looking to see what's going on there. There's uh, our friend Al Palato bleeding like a stuck hog, probably. So they, uh, you know, take him to the hospital. He survives this assassination attempt, which there's no other way to put it if it's an assassination attempt. You know, and, and Al Palato, if you think about it, his chief enforcer was Billy Dauber, who was killed by some of the guys that worked under Joey Lombardo and, and through the Wild Bunch. And Angelo La Pietra, so you know, his chief enforcer had been killed. They had these, they had a kind of a ward in that south side, what they called the chop shop war. And there's a bunch of people been killed in, in that war. So, you know, with these mob hits, you have to really look around for the motives and see who benefits from it. Again, like I said, he had a indictment coming going down with Tony Accardo, and, you know, maybe they were worried that he might talk. Although, you know, if you think about it, in the outfit, nobody's ever talked, especially somebody who's 70 years old, spent his whole life in the outfit, and, and this is a racketeering thing. I, I don't think it wasn't like a murder case where it was faced with death or something like that, or probably not even life in prison, although 70 years old, uh, you know, a stiff sentence can be life, basically. But somebody wanted him out of the way. There's no doubt about it. Now, there's some some speculation that Joey the Crown Lombardo, I mentioned before, wanted to take over his crew. He was a pretty ambitious guy. He had his Taylor, Taylor, not Taylor Street crew, the Grand Avenue crew. So they kept him in the hospital. It was a St. James Hospital in Chicago Heights. This is like Chicago Heights is on the south side. This is kind of like the boys from Chicago Heights, the modern iteration of that crew. Kept him under guard for 24 hours a day for several days while he healed up the local chief of police, Michael Siebert. I don't know, he was probably a little bit shaky himself. Uh, he said it was probably a mob hit, and he was just lucky he didn't get killed. 
Pilato, of course, said, I don't know who did it. And he nearly didn't. I don't think he did at all. You know, it's some unknown guy. You know, it wasn't somebody he knew. But his golf partners knew. They knew a lot about it. And there was a lot of rumor and speculation, as I said. The, the FBI, here's a classic statement by them. Let me see what this says. We don't know if it was a contract yet. Anytime you have something like that, somebody waiting for somebody on the golf course, it appears it could have been. Well, yeah, you had to know that he was on the golf course that morning, and you had to know about what time he got to the eighth hole. You know, you could figure that out if you knew the tee time. But anyhow, and especially if you're playing, one of your partners is setting this deal up. The FBI said, you know, who knows? He's 70 years old. He might not want to take a long prison term. Somebody might have worried about him caving in. As I said before, there, there's no way that, that he would have been a turn coat, not at that point in his life. Eventually, two former Chicago Heights men will be convicted of orchestrating this bungled assassination. And uh, in, in this golf course is in Crete, Crete, Illinois, which is a suburb out there. I'm not sure where that is, but uh, Richard Gazzino, remember that name, Gazzino? He was playing with a guy named Gazzino, wasn't he? And another name, Robert Sirochi, were found guilty by a federal court of conspiracy, obstruction of justice, and unlawful use of a weapon because they didn't kill him. At a three-week trial, they, they were looking at 20 years in prison. Well, they, how they got him, they hired a taxi driver named Bounds, B-O-U-N-D-S, who, when they, they got him, brought him in, he said, you know, I ain't going down for this. And, and and so he he rats them out. He also tells about how Sam Gazzino set him up, got him a gun, trained him, and and you know helped him practice, set the whole deal up, and was standing there while Mr. Bounds, David Bounds, was his name, Daniel Bounds, was his name, while he popped out and shot him and ran off. Sam Gazzino, you know the you know the sentence, you know you know the deal in Chicago if you. Try to hit somebody like the two guys that hit uh, Tokyo Joe or the Japanese guy, Joe Wells. And I, I forgot his last name. Tokyo Joe, he, he was a couple of Gattuso, and I can't remember the other guy's name. Tried to hit him. They, they used a bad gun or bad bullets and hit him in the head, but he didn't die. And then he testified against a lot of people, which is the problem. If you hit, try to hit somebody, they don't die. They're going to testify against you, aren't they? Well, Sam Gazzino recruited Bounds and, you know, older brother of one of the actual hitmen that, that took a conviction on it. And two months after this attempt, he was found dead with his throat cut in a ditch in the south southern suburbs. So that sounds like the, the Calabrese necktie, doesn't it, with your throat cut? So that's another little Chicago story of a bungled hit up there. But nobody was talking, really. I mean, just the, the hitman who, you know, how do you do that? You know, you give it to you know, give it to Gazzino, who then gives it to his brother, who then gives it to some taxi Beckerwood taxi driver. Now, this is just that's that's like disaster, had disaster written all over. Anyhow, another short story out of the Chicago outfit. It's always interesting place up there. I got to get back up there and do another tour. Gus Alex up there and Ben Ellickson. He, both have promised to take me out for lunch or dinner or something. And, and so and I did that with, with Ben before. And, and Gus Alex has sent me a lot of information about Chicago. So this goes out to you guys. I know you like me doing these Chicago outfit stories. 
appreciate it. Don't forget, if you have a problem with PTSD and you've been in the service, go to their website, VA website, and get that hotline and get some help there. If you have a problem with drugs or alcohol, that goes hand-in-hand with PTSD. Why, go see our friend Anthony Ruggiano down in Florida. He's got a hotline number on his website or his YouTube channel. It's uh, Anthony Ruggiano, former Gambino soldier. And, you know, don't forget, I like to ride motorcycles. I got my thing mixed up there a little bit. I like to keep you all guessing. I like to ride motorcycles, so watch out for motorcycles when you're out there. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Tell your friends about us. Go to my Gangland Wire podcast group. Got about 50,000 members now, and I think only about 10 of them listen to the podcast. I don't know. I can't figure out what the deal is, but most of them don't even know. They, they make comments. You'll find, you guys will find this funny because you know who I am. You know me. They make comments about the rats on this page. Oh, I bet there's rats. I bet law enforcement reads this. Oh, man. I, saw, I made a comment one time. I said, well, this page is ran by a cop. And, and, and or the group is ran by a cop, and this guy just like, oh, gives me similar, some kind of a weird, you know, like those little eyeballs that stick up to the side. I don't know. It's, it's a crazy world, this mob world, uh, but we have fun doing it. I really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening because I know you like the more down and dirty kind of. If I do a story about Al Capone, I don't do his life story because everybody knows that. I do a story about the time he almost shot Harry. He did shoot himself on the golf course or some of these stories like Al Palato getting shot on the, the eighth hole at the Lincolnshire Country Club. But those kinds of details, like if you live up there, you probably might drive by there and you know, say, hey, eighth hole, maybe you go play golf there. An idea, hey guys, when I come up in Chicago, somebody take me out to the Lincolnshire golf course, probably a public course, I'm sure. Uh, I have to rent some clubs and I want to ride the motorcycle up, but But I'd like to play out there sometime if it's still going. Let me know. Thanks a lot, guys.